are listening to the Hangout Podcast, proudly brought to you by Talanta Productions. And now, here is today's episode. I'm excited, I'm excited. Welcome to episode zero. It's called episode zero because it's our very first one. I'm so excited from wherever you're listening uh, to this uh, podcast from. And today I'm excited that we're talking about a subject I'm so passionate about and that is vision. So we're going to look at the power of vision, the power of vision and what it is, uh, how it how it's so beneficial in your life and in mine. And, um, you know, let me start by a simple definition of what the word vision is from the dictionary. It says vision is the faculty or state of being able to see faculty or state of being able to see the second definition is the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom i really love the second definition you see vision rides on careful planning and deliberate action what is sometimes called power of intention you know you have an idea but then you're not i mean it just remains an idea because there's no power of intention you're not stepping out and saying let me do this <laughs> whether i succeed or not that's called power of intention vision is a mental picture that's oftentimes clearly painted in our minds which uh, i mean it's also in the form of dreams and many times it comes from god but it requires that man puts deliberate input for its delivery i love what the bible says in habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 3 it says for the vision awaits an appointed time it testifies of the end and does not lie Though it lingers, wait for it, since it will surely come and will not delay. I mean, though the vision looks like it's going to be far off, as long as you don't give up. That's why the Bible says wait for it. Waiting means you're del- I mean daily just, you know, trusting and having faith that it will come to pass. It shall surely come and will not delay. Vision consists of three main components. That is its genesis, which talks about its beginning the second component is process this is i mean the period of implementation um, and then lastly its delivery the actualization of the vision so we have the genesis that is beginning the process and then the delivery that's why it's a risk when we bypass any of these vital steps the tricky part is never the genesis or delivery but the process i think the process is the hardest because it's during the process that many times the vision either dies or if it gets lucky gets diverted or transformed into something else simply put it now becomes a division <laughs> from where we get the word division no longer pointing to the same goal it's from where we also create the word division you know <clears throat> i mean uh, this happens to us all the time you start something and then you realize it doesn't work you're like um, let me add something else let me you know if you've opened a shop that you want to sell for example just cereals and then you realize it's not selling as fast as you want you close the shop rebrand it into a cosmetics shop you realize it doesn't work you're like ah oh, man let me just open a butchery you know <laughs> so that's what i mean like the vision gets diverted it becomes something else The way to actualize a vision is to focus on its two key elements, the what and the why. The what describes our vision in detail, but the why describes the benefit or product of the vision. Let me repeat that. 
The what describes our vision in detail, but the why describes the benefit or product of the vision. The challenge we often face after seeing a vision in our minds is we get caught up in the how. The process can be very discouraging and daunting. This is because the how occupies most of the resources required for the actualization of the vision. The how is where we see the cost, the time it will take, and the location of uh, or venue plus the resources that are required. For any vision to be accomplished, it requires a key factor known as intention. Intention is so powerful and it also forms the starting point towards the great journey. The Bible gives a clear guide of this process when it says also still in the book of Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 2 it says write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he who runs may read it. That tells us the first thing to do is to write the vision down. In some instances create a vision board. That way we won't be running or doing things aimlessly but rather we will have a specific aim or goal as our impetus. When there's no clear vision, we tend to do everything or get involved in everything, at times to the detriment of our core vision. And to this end, the Bible still tells us in Proverbs 29:18, as, as a warning, it says, where there's no vision uh, or revelation, people cast off restraint. Vision gives us a revelation of our future. That way we won't settle for anything less. We won't settle for anything less as we endeavor to actualize it. I know you've heard the phrase said many times, where there is a vision, there is always provision. Whereas this is true, it has its own caveat, which is the vision has to be in line with your life's destiny and purpose. God enables us to see visions that he is confident we will achieve only if we believe. That is why men and women who changed the world or who became the wealthiest didn't necessarily have the how figured out. They simply stepped out in faith, believing, and ended up inventing or creating things they had initially visualized. And as they say, the rest is history. I also dare say that vision is no respect of persons. It can't be tied down to a place or race. Vision is always there, waiting to see who will embrace and run with it. The good news about vision is that it's always tied to a promise or reward, always. History has and continues to show us that men and women who have run after the vision they saw in their minds have actually reaped its benefits, some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold. You may be asking, <laughs> Why have I quantified the rewards or promises? And the answer is simple. Three people can have a vision to do the same thing. Say, for example, start a hair salon. Now, you'll realize that each of the three salonists will employ different approaches, ranging from how they will build the salon, the mode of advertising that they intend to use for the customers, and even how they will serve each customer they encounter. From the input they employ, we'll begin to see three different flows of customers coming into the three salons to be served in any given day or week. They will never be the same. Another example will be three farmers given the same type 
and amount of seed to plant in their farms. Each one will have already decided which method to use as they plant. Out of the three, one will eventually attain greater results than the other two based on how they till the land and plant each crop ration. Vision may seem and feel similar, but the results will always be different. No two visions undergo the same process and result. Why? Because of a key element known as time. Just like Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1 to 4, he simply gets a command from God to leave his country and his father's household to a land that God was going to show him. And now that's vision. Abraham was to simply rely on the command and step out in faith in order to see the actualization of the vision. Through a series of events and chapters in the Bible, we follow his journey towards the vision coming to pass up until his death. Interestingly, the promise he received that his descendants will be as numerous as the seashore continues to unfold to this very day. Thomas Edison's teachers said he was too stupid <laughs> to learn anything. He was actually fired from his first two jobs for being non-productive. As an inventor, Edison made 1,000 unsuccessful attempts at inventing the light bulb. We all know the story. But when a reporter asked, how did it feel to fail 1,000 times? Edison replied, I didn't fail 1,000 times. The light bulb was an invention with 1,000 steps. Wow. I finish with the words of the great author, Neville Goddard, who said, You are only limited by weakness of attention and poverty of imagination. So, I end by telling you this. Let your imagination soar, and soon enough, the vision in front of you that looks like a pipe dream shall come to pass before your very eyes. There you go. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. See you next time.